If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Well, yes, indeed. Thank you for tuning in or for tuning in again. This is episode number 249, Oregon Matters. It's been hotter than a Kardashian's ass on a Friday night. Anyone who is alive and breathing and hasn't melted uh, knows how ridiculously and quite abnormally hot it has been these last few days. A hundred plus degrees, some places reaching 104, some reaching higher. And even for the old timers here, they just in recent memory, uh, nope, not remembering it. I know I sure as hell haven't and it looks like according to the information from various uh climatologists and people know all they can say is well better get used to it because sadly it's going to be the new norm which is what um i'm speaking of things that are hot no, unfortunately, we're, we're not uh, going to be talking how hot a Kardashian's ass is on a Friday night. But if they were here, that would be the case because, yeah, it certainly would be <laughs> one way or the other. Um, I want to talk about some things that on the surface, um, although they might seem to not be related they actually are see that's what i like to do i don't want to be boring about something and just blither it out what what fun is there in that the fun the enjoyment is seeing all of these connections that i don't know maybe you never thought about and that's what I do. That's what I enjoy doing. So, like I said, unfortunately, won't be talking about the Kardashians' ass, but um, I know um, it is, as far as asses are concerned, they've been quite warm here in Salem, Oregon. So, what I'm going to talk about, which is related are bridges, bridges and paths. 
and then it's going to tie into a third uh, situation here. I wanted to talk about the backers of the newly proposed bridge. It's not actually newly proposed. That they want to take over the Willamette um, between Marion and Polk counties. And now, since they haven't made any headway or cannot apparently make any headway through Salem, they're just going to just bypass that and go to the legislature instead. Which would make sense. That part would make sense normally. Except for one thing, um, this shit has been going on literally for, you know, forever, for decades. Um, yeah, so we've spent here in Salem in the last 13 years, uh, people walking around with clipboards and I don't know if they even use those anymore, but, um, you know, those pocket calculators and and such. Ten million fucking dollars studying for a new bridge. Well, uh, they go through that for thirteen years. Thirteen years. Thirteen years and ten million bucks, and then when they're finally all said and done, the Salem City Council said nope hell with you we ain't doing it i would you know it should have been like this is it's there should be strings attached to these kind of quote-unquote studies feasibility studies if you will so it's kind of like this okay well you're not going to do that well then how about giving the money back oh oh that's part of your Wait a minute, that's part of your grift. Oh, that's right. I see you're part of the city council. That's right. I'm, I mean, the grifters council. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten. That's, um, that comes with your territory. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, shit. Um, boy, can you imagine if people who built and repaired roofs could have it like that? Come to your home. Um, the estimation process would be completely different. Yeah, they would have their own committee and a feasibility study. And I don't know, you could, before they even got through with the estimate and everything, that would cost you 30000 Now, that would make them happy. But, fortunately, most of the legitimate guys that repair roofs are not grifters. At least for the most part. But the city council, well, <laughs> yeah, 13 years, and they decided to scrap the plan. This is, um, this is, um, considering that we have only two bridges that span the Willamette. We got the Center Street Bridge built in 1918. I shit you not. Are you listening to that, the rest of the world? <laughs> Two bridges, one built in 1918, 
And the Marion Street was in like 52, 1952. Um, and if you... The only options you have is <laughs> if you want to, if you have to, for some reason, avoid those bridges or should they collapse or whatever, you've got, um, you know, you'd have a, like a 34 mile drive north uh, to the, uh, the Shampoo uh, Road Bridge, or you can drive south. Uh, to the Independence Street Bridge. And that will only take you 13 miles out of the way. So, yeah, can you imagine this? <laughs> because it's, again, the rest, even the rest of the country looks at this, and it's like that major, you know, facepalm moment. And they say, you, you, you took 13, 13 years? You can't, you can't, took you, you took him, <laughs> took you 13 fucking years. And then you just said, no. Like a little kid, you know, a little kid that gets mad. They're at that age and they, no. All he gets is, are you mad? No. <laughs> That's what it's like. They just made sure they got the money first. All that money. So, um, yeah. Uh, so the, the battle of who can be of the most ridiculous uh, concerning this, uh, something that's desperately needed. And it's not the even, this doesn't even mention, um, you know, uh, increased uh, flow from increased population. And, you know, I have noticed it just keeps getting worse and worse. And the problem is, is that even if they propose, here's another study of proposed House Bill number 2137 by this, this guy, this representative, Kevin Mannix, and and he said, but that could cost another $500,000 just to figure out <laughs> where it could be constructed. Well, here's a hint, you know. See, you look at this on a map. I'm not kidding you. You know, it's a pretty really narrow, uh, narrow corridor about where you can put the damn bridge. So it again this this is the kind of thing I don't know if it's you know like this where you live wherever that may be but you know I'm saying that um it comes across the people they just uh, <laughs> you shake their head what are you fucking kidding? no no we're talk apparently when it comes to I put it this way, when it comes to making money and all you have to do is every decision has to be as slow as humanly fucking possible. So we're talking people that, you know, are definitely 
still trying to decide what to have for breakfast yesterday. And why not? Can you imagine a job where you're actually paid and paid really well, by the way, to do the exact opposite of efficiency and to be as inefficient as humanly possible, and then some. 13 years, $10 million. I don't know, just off the top of my head. So every year, I mean, that's, you know, that's just porking out another, um, that's roughly, I don't know, what, 1.2 million a year? He said, yeah, it's only, yeah, it's only that. But you see, all of this discretionary and non discretionary, all this, all the thieves constantly with the little hands going in the cookie jar, that's your money. It adds up. You know how it is. Shit, you run a house, you have a budget, everything. It's amazing, but you know the old saying. It's amazing. It all adds up. And in their case, though, it's not adding up to anything because it's for them. So, yeah, uh, because as far as these if you want to call them that any, you know, feasibility study, um, you know, it's not costing them dick. So bear that in mind. Two bridges, by the way, that are one of them, certainly the older one, is in as in serious need of uh, repair. And they're not doing that. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe they want something to happen that uh, happened several years ago in Minneapolis. When part of 35W just fucking collapsed. More recently in Chicago. There was there have been reports all over this great nation. Of the problems or troubles with the infrastructure and as i'm going to illustrate here um it it has everything to do with the money who that is to say who's stealing the money and really the truth be is if the truth be told and this is just my opinion of course but based on the actions, um, as far as, say, the main center uh, street bridge, if it collapsed into the fucking river tomorrow, wouldn't matter. Then, and only then, would they quickly, relatively quickly, um, start construction on a new bridge. Because why the hell do you want to actually commit to doing what's needed when you're making money with just all of this feasibility nonsense? When, you know, the topography of the area hasn't changed 
that much. It hasn't changed, you know, in a hundred and, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, as far as the makeup is concerned, and when the original people decided to build the bridges where they did, they had very good reasons for doing so. So, as far as that's concerned, you know, all that work, it's already been done. I don't need someone to stand there with various interest instruments going, hmm, well, yeah, so well, it, uh, this is the uh, shortest and flattest two points um, adjacent to the river. Well, but I'm just not sure. Maybe we should study it for another 50 fucking years. Anyhow, there is that. And this ties in to the next issue. So, this is for something which, as far as, you know, cost is concerned, it's not that much money. I say that much, especially when you know, the state or what have you is, is um, kicking in money. And this is the, um, we're talk what we're talking about here is that Salem's going to get six mil to complete the Pringle Creek path. And, you know, it helps if um, the total bill is, you know, roughly going to be around 10 million and they always undercut the price it'll run over this is typically usually never in budget you know how that goes but even so um yeah we're getting six mil it's it's looked at it's being proposed almost as though it's free money and they're saying, well, we want to get this thing done. And we're getting, you know, we're getting six million. And, you know, the state grant funding to complete it. And, you know, you put across the proposals. You do all this work. And once again, remember, this is a proposal. And it's supposed to sound good. And all the drawings and everything that you do makes it look wonderful, fine, and beautiful and functional. They're not going to they're not going to draw up these things and saying, well, there's a whole bunch of problems, or you know, this is um this is this is going to not be very attractive. Of course not. Even if it was a lipstick on a pig that you're, you're getting the funding you're trying to push this deal through so yeah of course they're going to do that and here's the thing for the most part i don't think i don't think it's a bad idea at all i think it's a great idea and that's though 
is what ties in as far as who benefits. Okay, because, um, you know, they had in 2019 this uh, Pringle Creek daylighting restoration project. And what they, the whole idea is to connect um to all of these these areas and make it scenic and make it nice and you know enjoyable and walkable and all that and like i said who's gonna you know who's gonna argue with that at least not on the surface so you know it connects um to uh the riverfront park you know it connects um Let's see. Yeah, the Riverfront Park. And they're going to... They're going to... Uh, basically, they want to make it really nice and, and all that. And, you know, it's... Um, it's in that area down there, the Mento Island Bridge. You know, and it connects also to the Union Street Pedestrian Bridge. So it's like, what have I got against this? Well, here is the problem. This is what you've been waiting for. This is what ties in. You have to look at who benefits. And for the most part, the people that are going to benefit are going to be the property owners in those areas. They are going to uh, benefit immensely and this is going to raise their property values. Um, any places nowadays that you can have the moniker attached that it is your property is near or connected to or right off of adjacent to a walkable, sustainable community, well, the price just shut up considerably because that's that's what they want you know that is and i can see that but i'm talking about who this benefits it benefits the nice property owners and the merchants in that area to the average folks not so much yeah i mean it's nice you're allowed, if you will, to go there and walk through this. So, yeah, you could do that. But it's still not the same as it being your place because you don't you don't have any property. Um, certainly, you know, the merchants and the shops and all that, they want this thing, of course. And they don't have to pay for it. But they want this because of the foot traffic, and then that brings, that's right, more money. But especially the property owners to finally have that look pretty and nice and all that. It benefits them. Apartment people, nope. They don't get dick out of it. So, now back to the heat. Because unlike what's not discussed here, 
we're talking days here, you know, 104 and five and just what? Um, I got this notice from PG&E and PG&E, um, apparently they want to educate me on uh, everything that I should do to conserve electricity because they're so worried about the collapse and blackout, um, the stress that this is all having on the, um, you know, the grid, on the, the grid here. And I'm thinking, really? Because you see, most electrical grid systems in America right now uh, because of our aging infrastructure are in serious trouble. And so they want to tell you, they want to, they send you this kind of like an FYI and all the things that you should and could do. They send you information about cooling centers, which is good. I mean, that's a good thing. Uh, all these different uh, areas and buildings and libraries cooling off places. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But when they get to the area, when they're talking about telling me or you what we can do in our homes and what we're supposed to, uh, because this is the peaks of power usage is between like 5 and 10 p.m. So they have a list of things that we're supposed to do. And some of them are just downright stupid. And, and it says, you run your AC only in the home and keep the thermostat set to the highest comfortable level. Cool only rooms lived in. Okay. Now, <clears throat> if temperatures cool down enough, consider turning the AC off at night and open the windows instead. Well, again, in a perfect environment, that all sounds good, except oftentimes it can also fucking get you killed. Because guess what? If you do that and you're just having your screens in your windows, mm, that's when a whole lot of burglaries take place. And people would doing this um, are smart enough now to be prepared uh, that people may be home. And so that kind of thing happens all the time. Nope. When I go to sleep at night, um, my windows are closed. My doors are closed and my windows are closed. So that, in my opinion, is just a really stupid suggestion. Okay. Uh, of course, they tell you all the appliances and ovens and dishwashers and washing machines. Uh, don't use them in the morning or evening. Well, okay. I mean, sometimes you don't really have a choice. It says if you charge your electric vehicle at home, charge during off-peak hours. Well, guess what? Sometimes you can't. So... That's, <laughs> yeah. Turn off all unnecessary electrical equipment, such as entertainment systems, computers, copiers, and lights. Well, 
a lot of those things these days they don't they don't suck a lot of juice anyway i know it's cumulative but they don't but with all of this going on then they have safety prepared kits and it's very thorough but you know here's what they're not talking about what they're not talking about is if you have a good solid electrical system it's supposed to have extra capacity you know if you have an electrical system you know that would be a laughing stock in bulgaria currently something's wrong it will have you can build these things with plenty of extra capacity so that every year year in and year out we don't have to go through this stupid shit and people can pretty much you know reasonably do what they want to do um but we have to get the special the special warning about we have to go through this every year but doing this for like 20 30 years as opposed to if again if you had a current modern um infrastructure electrical grid and system with all that anticipated extra carry capacity this whole point would be moot i wouldn't even be talking about this shit right now so especially you know when you know that it's going to be the new norm and all of this comes and ties in with what i was talking about earlier because that is not something that's going to benefit a certain amount of people as far as their property value is concerned or that's not something sexy that you can um, send guesstimators around that costs the taxpayers after 13 years nothing gets done shit you could have built three bridges in that time or four and they did nothing salem did nothing and that's how idiotic that is but it's not you know having apparently here having an up-to-date and you know current proper electrical grid system with extra carrying capacity no they don't give a shit about that so as this gets worse and worse everything here is going to get worse and worse and we have super low humidity so the overworked um you know transformers are they're going to blow and then there's going to be fire and it's it's the same old story because they won't invest and upgrade a desperately needed upgrade to the system and you see and that's what i feel is so incredibly stupid that we're talking about bridges and we're talking about nice pedestrian paths they're gonna make everything pretty and beautiful so the homeowners can enjoy it mm. 
but we can't have a decent, solid electrical infrastructure. And that's because, in turn, when you follow the money, that's what it's all about. And they don't want to spend that money, at least not on that. Doesn't really benefit them. They don't give a shit. Not to mention a fact, most today, most homeowners, especially, you know, the ones, the better homes, they have uh, generators, they have backup. They have these things. So if, you know, the juice is going to be off, you know, two, three, four, five days or, you know, hey, doesn't affect them too much. At least not in their home. So it's all about having, all about having the polish, but no substance. It's all about smiling and simultaneously not giving a shit biscuit. Take care. I'm going to tell you the reason why you should listen to the Ernest Man show. When you're constantly being told what you should think and what you should feel about any given subject that happens to be in the six o'clock news by people who have absolutely nothing in common with you. These people, regardless if they're supposed to be on the right or on the left, have absolutely no dog in the fight between what is actually true and isn't. They are simply very well-paid mouthpieces that in reality could really give a shit biscuit less about what really concerns you in your life. Now I have to admit, I may not speak as eloquently or professionally as those folks, but at least I try to tell the truth, as I see it anyway. And that, because you value truth more than bullshit, is why you should listen to the Ernest Man Show.